welcome to the First Gen Realness Podcast. My name is Ana Conte, and I'm so thrilled you're lending me your ears and joining in on this really important conversation. We're here to discuss all things related to the first generation American experience, education, money, business, navigating cultures, and living between two worlds while eating really awesome food. We're going to chat about what it means to be first generation Americans and why it's so important to share our stories and build more bridges. I hope that you'll leave this podcast feeling less alone, more connected, and holding your head just a little bit higher. Let's get started. So today I thought it would be good to talk about like the real beginning of when I began to seriously question my Americanness um, and my sense of belonging. Um, I'm sure that this is going to resonate with a lot of you guys as well, and I hope that you take something good away from this. So, I remember waking up in the morning of November 9th, 2016, and I was feeling dazed and shocked and confused and like a deer in the headlights. I had a serious emotional hangover the likes of which I can't say that I've ever experienced before um, or since then. You know, I kept asking myself, like, how is this man the next president of the United States? How could my fellow Americans support him? Like, how could anybody support him? I went about my morning routine, you know, got my kid ready for school, but I was kind of in a daze. And I made my, my way to the metro to head into work. And I distinctly remember riding on the train. So my commute was just about an hour to get to downtown D.C. And I was riding on the train, and I was just completely unable to focus on anything, as I normally did. I usually would sit and read a book or listen to a podcast, and I just had no attention span whatsoever. I sat there and I just looked around the train car and just stared at like the other passengers. <laughs> I'm sure anybody who noticed probably thought I was a total creep. But I just kept wondering, like, was it you? Did you vote for him? Like, were you the one who did this? Like, do you hate me? Do I not matter to you? Like, do you hate everyone that's like me? And in thinking about this day, you know, it gets me kind of emotional, even three years later. And I just don't know if white America or Trump supporters fully understand that this election, this last presidential election, was a serious punch in the gut to those of us with the foreign-sounding names, with the slight accents. To those of us that pray to someone other than Jesus, it rocked me to my core. And I'm honestly still processing how this made me question my identity even more than I already did. I spent that day on the brink of tears, like ready to burst into tears every other minute. And, you know, when I think about it, it still kind of brings me back to that emotional place. I'm Latina. I'm Black. I'm the daughter of an African immigrant, and I'm a Muslim. There's pretty much not one part of my identity that the current president hasn't maligned or talked bad about or made out to be something that's undeserving of respect 
or being a place in America. And that is not lost on me. It's been a real hard emotional road to move past that. When I was sitting and brainstorming about this episode, I was wondering like how political I should get. And I'm not really going to delve into it. You know, I'm sure we will talk politics at some point in the future. But for this episode, I just want to communicate just what this election did to America and those of us who have new American roots. And I'm sure a lot of you guys who are listening are similar to me, first-generation Americans. And I am pretty sure, based on my conversations with my friends and my family, that you felt kind of similar. Um, so, you know, what I want my fellow white Americans, like Republicans, Democrats, to understand that this, this last presidential election transcended politics on a visceral level for me and so many people I know, frankly, knocked me on my ass and made me wonder why I was even here in America. Like, if they hate me enough to vote for this man, then, like, do I even belong here? Was my family wrong for ever coming here? You know, should I go abroad and just chuck the proverbial deuces to America until they get this shit together and see what a mistake it made? I think that day will mark America forever. Just like we use BCE and CE to mark time, I feel like America's history from now on is going to be BT before Trump and AT after Trump. I think a lot of us first-generation folks, especially those of us who aren't white-passing, now will need to fight harder, like as hard as you can, to uphold the ideals of this nation and remind everybody, ourselves most of all, that we do belong. We do belong. We matter. We're important. And beyond the fact that we matter and we're important, we bring so much beauty to the American story and the American experience and American culture. America has given us and our families so much, and we're repaying that favor just with our presence. It's a blessing for both sides of us, of this story. That's something that's not lost on me at all, and I hope it's not lost on you either. So I'm going to close this episode by asking each and every one of you that's listening to hold your head a little higher. Don't let this administration and their fear-mongering and their BS race-baiting make you cower and play small. I want you to show up in your life, in your workplace, at school, in your ambitions, as unapologetically as you always have, or maybe even more. I want you to stand in who you are. And by you doing that, that lets the rest of us see you and remember how incredible our diversity as a nation is. And it helps us remember how incredible we are. And it creates the space for us, those that are seeing you, to live as your full self and bring your full self everywhere you go. 
that, that gives us permission to do that as well. So I have a coach. Her name's Erica Kramer. Um, she goes by the Queen of Confidence, and she's amazing. My fellow Boricua. You know, she asked me a question once that really struck a chord with me. She said, what does it cost you to play small? Like, ask yourself that question. What does it cost you to play small? And then what does it cost others when you don't show up as the fully expressed version of yourself? So for me, you know, it cost me my self-worth, my self-esteem, and my happiness not to show up as my half Puerto Rican, half Gambian, Muslim, Spanish-speaking, big Afro self. But I think it also costs other people, and for me as a mother in particular, I think it costs my children when they don't see me show up as me. Not some watered-down version of me that somebody else thinks is acceptable. Like, me, who I am. I think that it costs the country as a whole, and it costs the next generation, because they're watching us shirk our foreignness or our hair, or our complexion. And it costs us time worrying about how we're perceived by those people who look differently than us. It doesn't matter that you look different than them. That's the beauty, the absolute beauty of America and the American experiment. And I want to challenge each and every one of you to look at ways that you are not showing up as yourself whether that be your Pakistani, you're not wearing your sari to a work function, um, you are not, you're choosing to straighten your hair if you have kinky or curly hair because you think that that's more acceptable. You don't want to wear your gold hoops to work because you think that looks unprofessional. Well, you know what? It's a lot worse if you continue to show up not as your authentic self. So, if you need to find me, <laughs> or you ever want to spot me out in the crowd, I'll be there wearing an Ankara wax print dress, dancing salsa, like with total abandon, <laughs> and eating something really awesome and probably pretty spicy. I'm going to show up as me, and that's my commitment to myself to do so every single day, and I hope you guys do too. I love you. I think you're fucking awesome. I think your parents are awesome and are like the bravest, most amazing people. And I hope you see that too. So we'll talk soon. That's all I got for you today. That's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to the First Gen Realness Podcast. I hope you've left here feeling more sure of your Americanness, feeling a sense of community with your fellow first generation kids and holding your head high. I see you and I feel you. Until next time.